jail, but in jail is you went in the heaven or hell. Now these cops just want your head when they tell. Shot at the stop or found dead in your cell. That's about as bad as it got for Sandra. Make them casket plans when cops say hands up. We got our hands up, don't shoot. They say put them cams up, don't shoot. Yo, um, that may be, may not be the most exciting intro ever as far as like having to think and hear the political commentary, the social commentary, but that's that young man swoop. There you go. With this new album that he just dropped. There you go. I'm Aiden late North. to the game. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm the guy that likes to wait until things die down, you know, before I dive in. So I only listened to that album this week and I was thoroughly uh, entertained. So I have to go back and give it another purview. Is that the right word? Yeah. Uh, another review. Review. Purview, purview. I, I I forget what purview means. Also, you know, we in here sipping, so there's there's some elements that are there at play go. right now. That uh, anyway, I'm John Parker. This, this pink drink, <laughs> and it's not pink panties. I am John Parker, and I'm Dan Duncan. This is don't do that, bro. The intro was classic. How we do things. Uh, You're here. If you don't know, catch up. You yeah, know what for I'm real. saying? That's You're it. late to the party. <laughs> You're about four drinks behind. Lo, yo. So this is the contrast. So those of you that have rocked with us for season three. We've been recording in the mornings, you know what I'm saying, to get the day right, get the juices flowing. Tonight, we late night, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We in the lab late night. That's right. And the way it should be, we may be taking over the, the <laughs> off-the-record slot in the studio. We might have to, Because bro. We're, we're on the consistent train, and, yeah. and well, Adon's in Africa. Yeah, okay. So All right. they, they got derailed All until right. at least he comes back. Okay, well, listen, man. We're going to live in this late night space because it feels good. It does feel good. It feels a lot different than the daytime. <laughs> the vibe, we're not worrying about the homies out there cutting grass. We ain't worried about the traffic outside. Ain't My no, baby crying. You know what I'm saying? We living right now. That's good. This show, for those of you that don't know, is about helping men win. Riding the wave of success, getting the right club in your hand, and hitting the ball where you want it to go. We are by men, for men, huh. and apparently very popular with the women. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I've never met at that. You know <laughs> no. what I mean? If I could teach my son to be responsible by, by, while being popular with the ladies, then I win. win. Like, win. That's a win. win. That's a win. win. Yeah. Basically, yeah. what we do is on a weekly basis, we sit down, we break down you know, the things that are happening in this world, mm-hmm. how men uh, can be better, mm-hmm. be stronger, mm-hmm. be smarter, and ultimately just make better decisions. That we probably made a mistake making. Right. All the we, mistakes. People always ask, like, so do you ever feel bad just, like, constantly just talking about, like, bad decisions other people have made? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I've, we generally go from personal experience yes. uh, and my bad decisions yes. and John's bad decisions. But yes. welcome, if this is your first time, like us on mm-hmm. You know, we're not on Facebook. No. Like us on Instagram. Twitter. Well, 4th District's on Facebook. Yeah, you can you like 4th District. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, just go to iTunes, yeah. rate us, review us, share us with your brother in need. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're here on a weekly basis to help him win. I mean, we've been doing this for three seasons. Like, we've been trying to get these guys' life together. And like we said, season one was fair game. We were shooting from the hip. Everybody was getting it. You know, we just getting mm-hmm. at everybody. Yep. Season two. Especially was- D1. D- <laughs> Your guy was getting catching a lot of heat. He was he was he was catching a lot of heat. Uh, with some other guys too, you know. He fa- never caught heat. That was the oh, problem. Oh, that you might have been right. No, well, you might have been right. <laughs> there was heat being thrown. It just wasn't getting caught. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Um, season two was kind of transition. We was doing less heat and more wisdom. This season, it's like practical stuff. We talking about credit cards. We're talking about how to win in in travel. Which let me, if we get a chance. 
I had some questions on Twitter about the credit card situation. People okay. were asking questions about that. So I, if we can give a few minutes to yeah, just yeah. clarifying some stuff and help people understand that, that Sounds might be good. good. And then we'll make some time. Yeah, yeah. You know, just practical wisdom: how to win in life, how to travel well, how not to get caught slipping when the lady you're with is kind of Aunt Flo is coming to visit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and making sure you don't get kicked off of planes. I'm really surprised we didn't get any comments about that. I'm surprised. The only person that said something was uh, what's your name? Um. Corinne, yeah, Corinne, yeah, Corinne. Yeah, Didn't she say something on Twitter? That title or something she said, or uh, oh yeah, yeah, she made some comment, but I don't yeah. think she actually listened. I think she oh, just like, of course, clickbaited the title. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it was like, oh, moving on. Okay, all right. She's way too smart for us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> she is, she is way too smart to listen to our podcast. Listen, well, she does. She have a man though. No. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, not that I know of. Okay, all right. She may be like low key, like. Hmm. You know, dating some dude baller some yeah yeah that's at the like jet propulsion lab yeah yeah in LA. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah yeah i mean who knows making it work well shout out to Corinne for at least letting us know that she felt some type of way <laughs> about, <our dial. laughs> about the title whether or not she listened to that bug or not but you know we're here for everybody we just want y'all to grow you know what i mean and it's about development and that's this right thing. and we're feeling good we are so we're gonna kind of start this episode out talking about what the hell is happening in this country I, I, because I, I, I. In our pre-show, we, yes. we generally like kind of run down, mm-hmm. hey, who are we going to live caddy this mm-hmm. week and mm-hmm. what are we going to talk about? Yep. And in mining the deep interwebs. <laughs> the interwebs, the deepness. Of the last seven days yeah. since we last, I guess maybe four, we, we, we Yes, I had, a, I had a birthday. It was, you know, a lot of stuff was happening during the week, you know, funerals, Regardless, a lot of stuff. A yeah. lot of shit hit the fan apparently yeah. in 14 it, it, days. All of it. People weren't listening. We we leave for 14 days and the world just goes, just falls apart. It's amazing. Yeah. So first up, yeah. we're just going to, we're going to rapid fire yes. these, what the heck is going yes. on in this country. Yes. Uh, the first is couples clutching AR-15 rifles, renew wedding vows. Mm-hmm. A marriage read. <laughs> Rededication ceremony <laughs> featured worshippers holding AR-15s at controversial sanctuary in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Everyone's seen these pictures at this point in time. They kind of like <laughs> the, the church. They at a church. They did it at church. They yeah. did it for you know these marriages, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. holding these AR-15s. Yep. You know, I guess reaffirming their rights to bear arms and reaffirming their love for one another. That is a wedding night huh. I don't want to be a part of. No, there's no. There's nothing in my life that says, you know what? I'm going to renew my vows and kiss this AR-15 at the same time. It's it's weird. Okay, so, and again, mm-hmm. we've said it before, but if you're new, I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. I am a, you know, I carry a weapon. Yes. I own weapons. Yes. I am not your stereotypical guy who's like, oh, this is this is a podcast that's just going to hate on people mm-hmm. that, you know, believe in the First Amendment, Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. No, I I believe in the right to bear arms mm-hmm. with common sense. Yeah. And apparently I'm in the minority of people <laughs> who think that that also bear arms. Yes. Because I mean, you know, in the wake of what is a, a travesty in this mm-hmm. remote like what was the most covered recent school shooting because yeah. there's been subsequent school shootings yeah. since and yeah. today was literally the National Walkout Day. Yeah. Um, for high schoolers, mm-hmm. there was a lot of people who I th- like were like me, common sense. Where it's like, hey, I have a I have a AR weapon. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna destroy this AR weapon on YouTube and yeah, these other places yeah. because it's not worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to make a statement that me carrying this weapon isn't worth another person's life. Right. right. So I'm gonna destroy it, mm-hmm. bro. What what 
psychologically <laughs> yes let's, my department let's just, let's just go <laughs> let's go to some expertise here yeah, yeah and pretend we know what the hell we're talking right, about right what 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 is it in an automatic weapon mm-hmm. that like we feel so attached to this thing that causes it to feel yeah. in control is it control is it Yo, power let me read you this this quote okay. from this article right okay. and then we'll we'll go there okay good Church members say the ceremony was scheduled months before the Parkland shooting. So this happened after the Parkland shooting, right? Um, And they were following God's will to honor the Second Amendment, according to the affiliate. So somebody at the church said they were honoring God's will to honor the Second Amendment. Hmm. So we have one level of dumbassery. The first level of dumbassery is you are attaching you carrying AR-15s to the will of the Lord. I don't know what Lord they're talking about. Maybe there's a different God. Maybe there's a God of the bullets, a God of Beelzebub. the... Yeah. <laughs> that may be the one. <laughs> that 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 does sound familiar. That, <laughs> there's about four people Googling right now. Beelzebub. Beelzebub. How do you spell that? God of war. Is, is, I don't know. Is it... Uh, I don't know. Achilles? I don't know who this person is. But, bro, like, like, if you have a group of people who believe God wants you to own firearms bear firearms, shoot firearms, and fight for the right of those that want to keep their firearms, we're already at a disadvantage psychologically, spiritually, commonsensually, like whatever words you want to put in there. Right. It's We're already at a loss, right? Okay. So then you have to think of, okay, people, Americans, and their guns. What is the psychological implication of people bearing arms in this country, right? Right. One, we have to realize it's almost, it, to me, it's akin to Southerners. Shout out to the Southerners who like to hold on to the Confederate flag as being a part of their heritage. But when you ask them what their heritage is, they're like, I, Confederate flag. Like, that's their answer to the question. Right. You follow me? Does that right. make sense? Right. So if you were to ask these same people like, yo, first of all, tell me what the Second Amendment is. Mm-hmm. Right? Give me some, some words. Like, tell me what it says. And then if you were to ask them like, yo, so what does this mean to you? I think they'll give me the same response. Confederate flag! You know what I'm saying? So it's sure. kind of like you're dealing with a shallow pool. You understand? You right. understand they've what I'm been, They've been fed, hey, you have this right. Yep. And if anyone tries to take that right from you, they're trying to, you know, take exactly. over your country. Exactly. This is the first, like, thing that will fall when yes. someone's... When a tyrant tries right. to take something They've from seen you. too many episodes of Handmaid's Tale. Have you seen that? Nope. Bruh. That show, if you don't have Hulu... The second season is coming out. Wait till the second season ends. Get the 30-day free trial. Binge watch the first two seasons. I'm like, okay, AR-15 time. But that's besides the point. That's fiction, right? Right. So I think what happens is you have this scenario where people are caught in this realm of because it's my right, I want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's my right, I'm going to hold tight to it. Because it's my right, I'm going to have this marriage ceremony where I'm doing this AR-15 marriage situation. Yeah. And it's again, it's, just, it's a visceral response to being told no. So let me ask you a personal question. Mm-hmm. I'm about to put a friend in this that didn't ask to be put in this. He's in here. We go to Alex Faith and ask to take his <laughs> automatic rifles from him. Oh, it's going to be a fight, bro. Oh, it's going to be a fight. Yeah. It's going to be a fight. Yeah. Like, so he's someone we both respect yeah. immensely. Yeah. Care for as a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, you know, have businesses together yeah, in yeah, the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah. Like what? Do you, what do you think in him? Is it just like it's a fun thing for him? It's a hunting thing for him? It's a well. He so so. This is the thing. I've been to the range with him. Okay, with his weapons, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yo, and this, that this is dope. Got an arsenal, bro, bro, he's got bro. Like he's my like arsenal man crush, right? right? But he also hunts. 
He also moved to Texas, and you see his pictures where he's on the land doing things you should do with guns, right? right? But I think he has enough sense to know that an AR-15 is an assault rifle. Right. It's not a hunting rifle. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, he knows that, right? And so I think, like, when you have these type of conversations with people that don't understand reality— it's a simple fact that they want to defend a right. Sure. Right. And have no, they don't have the concept of like, let's think through bigger picture. Let's think through long-term ramifications. Let's think through the idea of when the people were writing the constitution and putting these amendments in there, everybody didn't have a Gatling gun. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm sure if everybody had Gatling guns, they'd be like, yo, we need to reword this thing and think through what these, what we're actually saying about the right to bear arms. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think that the bottom line to like the, not the bottom line, but one of the pieces of this whole psychological thing that's at place when it comes to these guns is that people just don't like to be told no and don't want rules, uh, um, placed upon them. Right. I mean, historically, like, frontiersmen people yep. that like a gun was the ability to you know create your own path right defend yourself defend yourself provide for yourself yeah, yeah yeah and so there's this intrinsic thing that i think is somewhat american and mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be just completely like berated as yeah. as like irrational yeah. as this, there there is a tie to the like the musket barrel loaded right. musket right that took you 20 minutes to load and shoot right yeah. as something that you know basically conquered this country yeah. stole this country from people yeah, but uh, yeah. at the same time allow people to claim something that you know poor immigrants were able to claim land by mm-hmm. settling west and doing all these things yeah. and so and that ne- that's not necessarily an evil thing there's mm-hmm. there was evil entwined in that we yeah. don't have time to get into all of that yeah, yeah, but so i will i will say just the mentality of um, guns in america mm-hmm. they're ne- we at least for those people who are on the other side of this, who are yeah. very much nodding their heads with everything we're saying, there you do need to understand that there is somewhat of a like history of owning a weapon yeah. and providing for yourself. Now, all that to say, we all must come together now. Yes. <laughs> not get married with them. Right, 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 right. Not be like bound to them yeah. and basically say, okay, what is what what are these weapons used for? Yeah. And what is the common sense reality that they yeah. should exist in? Two and then two things. So remind me, because I'll probably forget one of these. But you think about the idea of the insensitivity. Like, yes, we planned this ceremony way before the Parkland thing. Hey, bro, chill out, dog. Like these kids just got murdered. Yeah, you dude. know what I'm saying? Like, and what is this like? Like you're talking about the will of God. You're doing this thing in a church. The spirit is not speaking to you and say, Hey, this ain't the time for that. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't the right thing to do. This is insensitive. And it's, it, you're not mourning with those who mourn. This is not the Beatitudes, right. bro. You know, you don't flaunt. And the gun that was you, a type of gun that was used to murder children is not what you flaunt in a sanctuary, in a house of God and say, Hey, the Lord is telling us to do this right now. What, right. bro, you're tripping. Right. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Like that's like, again, if we just go with mourn with those who mourn, bro, you're not mourning with them, bro. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's not how this works. Right. And the second thing is, when you talk about amendments and talk about the mentality of people, do you know the type of weaponry the military has? If the government decided to say, hey, we're coming in and we're taking over whatever we want to take over, they got drones. According to Russia, they got nuclear missiles that you can't even detect. Like, there is weaponry that exists that an AR-15, a shotgun, a handgun, a Gatlin gun, a submachine gun is not going to protect you from. For sure. Right? So you're not even thinking logically about this idea of I want to protect myself from militia or from... You can't start a fire and you're sitting here saying you're going to survive a zombie apocalypse because you have an AR-15. Not going to happen, bro. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You don't know how to butcher anything <laughs> you know you like, can't skin anything you know, right you like, can't live off the land can't this plant. ar-15 rifle is nah. what's gonna get me through the apocalypse yep. it's 
it's ludicrous right. and it's a false sense of security if, yep. if nothing else. And you can't even make bullets. So once you run out of your bullets, right, your 30-round clip, mm-hmm. 25, 10, whatever's in your magazine, once you're done, then what? You're gonna, I like the cross, bro. Hey, bro, hey, I want to, in the zombie apocalypse, I'm taking a steamroller, bro. A, steam, a steamroller? Bro, a steamroller. Bro, you're just going wherever you want to go very slow, <laughs> but they're all getting rolled over, dog. Right? What if they jump up on the cab, though? They can't jump unless it's World War Z, bro. If we're talking about like Walking Dead zombies, they don't. They just run, and they're angry. That's true. They would have to climb on top. Your steamroller would have to stop, and they'd have to climb on top of each other to get to you. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Steamroller, bro. I I think the World War Z zombies are the zombies coming for us, bro. If those things happen, it's a wrap, bro. I'm hitting bunkers. I'm just gonna check out. Like, hopefully, my kids don't die in front of me, or I, like whatever happens, I just want to go peacefully. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then yeah. World War Z zombies. Not again, we need bro. to buy a ship. Get to the water. Get to the water. Excellent. Go east, my man, <laughs> or west, depending on where, or south. Just get to the water, bro. Get to the water. Okay, All let's right. All right. let's move on from our zombie apocalypse. But the reality is, bro, this gun stuff is out of control, and these folks it, need it to sit really down. Is. They need it really is. It really is, bro. The rest of the world is looking at it's like, bro, is there not a majority of people in your country bro. that have the common sense to say you're not going to conquer anything west? Bro, there's no frontier. It's done, left. bro. You've killed off animals, so there's no more cougars. There's no more mountain lions. Right. They're done. Global warming is taking care of all of your wildlife that's it, issues. Bro. You're just gonna have people and 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 recycling. You're gonna drink your piss. Like that's what's gonna happen like, right now. Literally, I think like if you really want your AR-15, just go to Alaska. Mm-hmm. Go to the Arctic Circle, yeah. which is the last place that you know there's front quote unquote frontier. Yeah. And wild, and like, make it happen, and just go and go be there, bro. I just came back from Canada. First of all, I didn't see too many police. I saw police on the on the water. That was the only time I saw a police officer. Nobody had guns. Everybody was chilling. weren't worried about being taken over by foreign invaders. Drinking some Mol- Molson, M- Molson. Oh, Molson? is that the can- Canadian beer? Oh, it sounds familiar, but I haven't yeah. had that one. I didn't, that, yeah, I just I, I don't know. It's I just, all good. No, hey man. Um. Okay. Yep. Here we go. Uh, number two on our what the hell is happening in this country. Um, Kentucky bill to outlaw, outlaw child marriage stalled. Just going to pause. Pause. Amid conservative concerns. Yes. Now, again, we're going number two of kind of going against the conservative mindset. I'm sorry. Up until recently, card-carrying Republican, the last election barred me from doing such things. Hey, man. But... I generally am in the conservative camp, libertarian camp. Do you? But child marriage is the line in the sand that one cannot stop for conservative concerns. Oh, we can go into the story of why they have concerns. Right, they they want to maintain the parents' right, right? Is that is that <laughs> That's exactly it. Okay. Yes. They want to maintain a parent's right to say, "Hey, because the law, the way the law is, is that a minor can't get married without consent from parents, right? Sure. So the, these conservatives are afraid that if they pass this bill, parents will lose the ability to have a say in whether or not their child gets married. Doesn't get married. Yeah. As a does child. Does or doesn't. <laughs> does or doesn't. Whatever way you now, want to look at it. Are they deeming child under the age of 18? So, yeah. So a, a minor. Okay. 17 and under. Yep. Right? You yep. know what I mean? So what the stories, these, and it's not only, there's multiple stories that are talking about this. What they're saying is that what happens is you have these child victims who are victims of rape, right? Of molestation or whatever the case may be. Or because their parents sign off of it or they're trying to hide a pregnancy or doing whatever. They're allowing their children to get married and these, they're, they're, they're getting married to their victimizers. You know what I'm saying? So it's like 
if a child decides to marry a child, that's one thing. And they're saying the problem isn't that. The problem isn't minors are marrying minors. Is you have these grown-ass men that are over 17 years old, over 18 years old, that want to marry these young girls, and these young girls are getting married against their will. Dude. And the people that are pro-life, that are pro-this, that are pro-that, are saying, hey, we just want to make sure the parents are still... No, the parents are the problem. Yep. The parents are the ones that are signing off on their little girls being further harmed you know what i'm saying legally because right. now they're married and we could go off on like a, a you know an hour long yeah. rant yeah. on the ridiculousness of this situation but i think the important thing to like take away yeah. for our dudes listening yes is like don't let your you know the way that you vote and your politics get in the way of like your common sense yeah. to say like what is right Mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. like the whole like slippery slope mindset sometimes you just got to be brave enough to get on a slippery slope and say this isn't right this is not right because i can i can see the argument i i don't understand it mm-hmm. i don't support it Separate i i could see the argument being made that they're mm-hmm. that they are making that's like well if we you know if we control this decision then mm-hmm. what does where does it end at which decisions do we no longer do we allow the parents to make yeah no this this is just a common sense thing to protect the citizens of this country there's a long held thing of like you shouldn't be married get married before you're over the age of 18 yeah it does not make sense let me read you this so uh this is a piece from this 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 post it says donna pollard a leading advocate for the bill told the courier journal that she was married at 16 to an older man who had sexually abused her since she was just 14 she said she was encouraged to marry by her mother who had been wed at just 13 years old herself she described her former husband as a perpetrator who regularly abused her. I felt just completely and totally trapped. Who is now? She's now divorced. But this, and it's, it's, it just goes on to talk about child brides and over ten thousand kids in in in, Louis, in Kentucky were married. Minors were married uh, last year or whatever. What, bro? Over ten thousand, bro. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. From I'm sorry. I take that back. From ten from 2000 to 2015, more than ten thousand children were married in Kentucky. Since 2015, two thousand twenty. So in fifteen years. Okay, in fifteen years. In fifteen years, ten thousand children. But ten thousand children were married to adult men. If that was a hundred years, it's still right. Wrong. <laughs> no, that's still not. You know what I'm saying? So, and this lady is talking from her own personal experience, and it's just like, man, like, uh, I, I just, I, what, what do you say? This lady saying it's the legalized rape of children. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. It's 2018, and I'm I'm really trying to understand like, like how do you? Conservatives seem to like tout this moral high ground, right? That is the kind of the basis for the party and right. these other things, right? You just wish that they would follow through on it, right? And I'm like, what part of morality is this? What part of the game is this? As we say in the town, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, Oakland? Like, what part of the game? Like, bro, like you have a vulnerable population who can't speak up for themselves, who have parents that are allowing them to be further victimized. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a person that probably should have enough sense to say, hey, we can pass a bill that can stop this from happening. We're not talking about abortion. We're not talking about any of these other things. We're talking about simply somebody who's a minor, who we know via science, via, via psychology, via all of these things, we know that children aren't the same as adults, right? Right. We know that. We know that their ability to speak up for themselves is limited by the adults that are around them, mm-hmm. right? And we know that these children are being victimized. And the cognitive ability to, like, assess what is happening right. to them. Right, 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 right. And it's like, yo, if a child... So we think, let's think about R. Kelly and Leah. You know the story about R. Kelly and Leah, right? I don't know anything about R. Kelly. I've, like, chosen to just, like, 
Stay, if, if I see his name in yes. a headline, I just avoid it. I mean, we he's been a who's your caddy, for, you know what I'm saying, yeah. on several situations. But this dude married Aaliyah when she was a teenager, right? Grown man. And then her parents are like, no, we're annulling that because we didn't give you the right to run off with our daughter. You know what I'm saying? So you have, like, this is a thing where dudes, grown ass men, are willing to take advantage of, of young girls. But it's one thing when you have the parents co signing saying, go ahead, we're going to sign these documents so you can do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Where, where, in what conservative mindset do you say, like, oh, no, we shouldn't protect these children. We should make sure the parents can sign off on this and make sure they still have the right to be able to, do, to, to carry out these things. Yeah. Yeah, I think what's happening in this world, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> we would, which, I mean, and, and we just carry on with even more just like, yeah. we're going to rapid fire this next couple because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just so ridiculous. Apparently, uh, the third thing we're going to talk about is there's a school in Tennessee that just removed a Confederate flag and lynching murals from their gymnasium. The gymnasium. What? The like, gymnasium. How? 2018. It's 2018, 2018, guys. 2018. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the mural. Like it's not even borderline, just like rebel flag. Nah, bro. Like nah. Ole Miss. Nah. Mr. Rebel. Mm-mm. Thing. Mm-mm. There's a man hanging from a tree, a Union soldier, I would assume, dressed in all blue, decked out like a crip, getting his neck stretched out on a tree in the basketball gym. This isn't in the like. Like the history wing. This isn't in the library. This isn't in a place where we could at least pretend as if like it's like a, some cultural and or heritage and or historical fact. It's in the basketball gym. What happens in what happen you tell me what happens in a basketball gym that warrants someone needing to be reminded of their hate for the North? Nothing. Are you like on the Virginia line where like we play all these northern schools and they're always better than us in basketball? We want them to be afraid when they come down. Like what are we what are we talking about right now? There cannot be a black person in this school. Otherwise, it's like a complete get out situation. <laughs> I mean, I guess they try to clean it up because it seems like it's a white guy. It's a white. It's a white rebel. Not white. Uh, Confederate carpetbagger. That's 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 hanging from this tree. But I'm like, I don't understand why. Oh wait, SBC Southern Baptist Convention recently, as in last year, had to decide whether or not they were going to distance themselves from the alt right. The year before that, had to distance themselves from the Confederate flag. We're moving on. I'm not giving any more okay. time. To all right, this. all right, you got it, you got it. Which one are we? Uh, uh, Richard, you wait. want to do the Facebook survey or go to the? Uh, let's just do. Let's do. Let's just jump down to Ben Carson. I all feel right, because like, we're at. We're right now. We're at like 25 minutes. Okay. So, all right, let's jump down to the last thing of what is going on in this world. <laughs> We've skipped over a few here because yeah. we're kind of running out of time here. Yes. But Ben Carson, <laughs> dear old Uncle, Uncle Ben, ben. <laughs> Uncle Ben, you got it, bro. Retired brain <laughs> surgeon has lobotomized the HUD. Yep, HUD, home and urban development, or is uh, it housing and urban development? Yes, yes, yes. He's the secretary of housing and urban development. So for those of you all that don't get the irony or the joke or the funny ha-ha of the situation, we had a black man who's a brain surgeon, brilliant guy, that was applauded for years until, not even until he ran for president, until he took a, a position after losing the presidency to Trump to become the ruler, the czar of the projects. If you're unfamiliar with, with what the 
housing and urban development is about. It's basically the d committee that decides how much money goes to what happens with the projects right. of the United States. The, right. the, the, the housing that's supplemented by federal tax dollars. Mm -hmm. Right? The black guy, the only black guy that decided that he was going to run in this election under the Republican banner loses his bid, decides that I still want to be a part of what's going on. And Trump says, hey, you black guy, you can be the boss. I know boss. where you can go. I, I know where you can go. Hey, brain surgeon, you can be the boss of the projects. There's yeah. Some, there's, there's some level of something in there. There's some level of... Uncle Thomas. Some coonery buffoonery, as we like to call it. I, I think there's a level there. I don't see me saying, hey, I'll concede. You, you go ahead and run for the... But you know what? Let me go ahead and run the PJs. I'm a brain surgeon, but my only qualification right, is Right, isn't there like a medical examiner, not like senior, like top level medical I'm, person? I, I'm sure there's plenty of seats that require someone to have a knowledge of medicine. But so, instead of that position. So we, we talk about our, <laughs> our Uncle Ben, not because he's sitting in this position, because this is old news. Yes. But because... Mm -hmm. Uncle Ben decided that he needed a $30,000 upgrade mm -hmm. in furniture mm -hmm. for his urban development mansion. <laughs> he decides, him and his wife, because it, it has come out now, him and his wife both signed off on, you know what? Bro, we didn't have this IKEA furniture for a long time. This IKEA furniture ain't as comfortable as it used to be. We need $31,000 worth of new furniture that's going to help us make better decisions on how to run the projects. Bro, I'll I'll just leave this to you. What what is happening in this world? I think what is happening is that people decide that you know what I want to I want to sit at masses table, right? I want to sit at masses table. Now again, this could apply to black people in America. This could apply to non-black people in America. This applies to anyone who's decided that you know what I have qualifications, I have education, I have goals and aspirations. But you know what, for the sake of being in the circle mm -hmm. for the sake of sitting at Mass's table and him throwing me an orange for bailing 20, 20, 20 bales of cotton today instead of 18. I just want to be patted on my head. Mm -hmm. I want to be tapped on my back and I want somebody to say, good job, good boy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I want to feel good about my contribution, my legacy, my heritage. Sure. Without thinking through the participation that they are yeah, their participation in, in that legacy, in that history, in what is actually what they're actually doing. Does that make sense? Like what you're actually doing is stupid. What you've actually done is dumb. The role you've decided to to volunteer for, to get a check for, doesn't really make sense with your qualifications. Like the bottom line with this guy and the, the thirty thousand dollar furniture is one, he's not qualified to do anything with housing and development. He's not an architect, he's not a who, who like what kind of person deals with those like numbers? Like I don't even know the job or role. It's not a neuroscientist. Right. It's not someone that does brain surgery, right? I mean, it's an urban planner. An urban planner, an economist, somebody that has that type of formal training. But you're just so excited about being at, in Massa's house that you take on a role that you're not qualified for. The, every report that you get is he's bombing and failing in this altogether. I read this article and it was talking about how he went to Trump and or his people went to Trump and said, hey, we need needs X amount of dollars to do his job. And Trump was like, nah, I'm going to send you $10. And that's how I feel about you and what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not even getting the respect that he needs to get from the person that hired him to do his job well. For sure. Right? And he's he's just there. 
So I guess when I guess maybe maybe that's what you're supposed to do. Maybe when you don't get respect and you realize you've been thrown a bone that you shouldn't have gotten, you're like, you know what? F it. <laughs> I'm about to get this thirty thousand dollars worth of furniture. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to lace the crib. I'm about to enjoy this. Right. Because it's going to be a short ride. And I'm yeah. pretty sure in a tweet one day Trump will wake up and say, Ben Carson, you're fired. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, it just, it just, it just, what in the world is going on? We talk about it all the time. When guys don't have a sense of who they are and their own worth and their own value, they will beg, plead, and sit at the feet of people that they don't need to sit at the feet of. It's true, bro. Just because they want some fame. Like, they want something. You know what I'm saying? They want a, a name. They want some notoriety. Or they, or that they believe that that person holds the keys to their yeah. financial freedom, their yeah. financial, you know, whatever. It would be one thing if this dude just came and was like, yo, I'm just trying to milk this position and get this paper. You know what I'm saying? And get this furniture from my crib and yeah. get whatever. But I really feel like this dude really believes that he can do this job. Good. He can do good. I mean, I would imagine if you feel like you operated on a brain you're like i can figure out how to like you know make people's lives not suck in the projects <laughs> but again to do that inside of a republican government yeah. that's not going to give you dollars yeah to do what you're trying to do right it's a setup for failure like if he was like this dude that was out here fighting for the rights marching with people like meeting with the community you know doing all these different things it'd be a different situation for bro. sure but that's not what's happening right now no because he would have gotten fired the second he tried to do exactly that. you know what i'm saying so it's just it's just a bad look all the way around i think the the issue that you know we can beat this dead horse but it's just a bad look you know what i'm saying and it's not very like intelligent it's not very like respectable like I had, I used to, I bought a couple of this dude's books before he ran for president and really? took this position. Like I respected Ben Carson. Yeah. Po, you know, pre 2017. It's, it is amazing, man. Like you have this idea that like, if, if only, if I can just ignore, if I can just lie to myself to get through this, yeah. like you think you can make it mm-hmm. like this has happened to me before in a job where yeah. I was like, if you pay me more money, I'll stay yeah. and I'll like it. The, that'll help me get through. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about this later. Yes, we're going to talk yes. about how, you know, when you need to quit your job, mm-hmm. this is, we're going to talk, we're talking in depth about this, but you, you lie to yourself and you're like, this, this will be okay. This will make things better. Getting paid more money will make things better and I'll get through. Mm-hmm. And you just lie to yourself to the point that you just stop feeling, you mm-hmm. stop like sensing, like even what it's right and what yeah. it's wrong. Yeah. You're not proud of who who you are anymore, bro. I can only imagine how what how he like stares at himself in the mirror and is like, I was a f- like, you know, celebrated brain surgeon. Yeah. Like he was, and like, now I'm the joke, bruh. of everyone's like, bruh, everything, dude. Yeah, bro. And I, I, and this is the thing that I think again, guys that are listening, you have to think through. You may never be the Surgeon General. Surgeon General, isn't that yeah. it? Yeah, Surgeon, yeah. Damn. Why is he not the Surgeon General? Apparently, he wasn't qualified enough. <laughs> he didn't operate on enough brains. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, there's... Anyway, but it's just one of those things where we talk about all the time, like, guys, bro, like, in a rush to have something, in a rush to be something, in a rush to, like, have some notoriety, these are the decisions we make. There's no way this dude should have accepted that job. There's no way. Again, unless he had some Malcolm in him, some Martin in him, that he was just going to flip the script at some mm-hmm. point in time. He was going to take a knee and take a stance and like, yo, we need to figure this thing out. But the dude is clearly just out here just taking a paycheck, taking a check, bro, getting $30,000 worth of furniture and just doing what he do. Ben Carson, you need to quit your job. 
Stop today. If anybody's listening to Ben Carson's camp, he would immediately gain everyone's like approval and just yeah. like, hey, I didn't want the thirty thousand dollar furniture. You know what? I'm so passionate about th- that. This is the the antithesis of what I should be doing mm-hmm. with my time and mm-hmm. efforts. I'm quitting, and I'm gonna go back to giving my millions and millions of dollars away to charities yeah. to help actually help people. Yeah. I'm going to get on a boat, and what do they call it? What is it? Doctors Without Borders, and we're going to do, perform some cleft surgeries. That's yeah. what I'm doing tomorrow. I'll see y'all later. Right. Not I'm going to Obama this mug, <laughs> and you guys can catch me kite surfing. That's it, bro. Come on, man. Bro. But nah, bro. So look, there's a thread that, that, that flows through all of these, what in the world is going on. People are stupid. Right? I mean, I've, yeah, is, that, no. is, that a, is that a fair assessment of... People do stupid things when they turn their brain off and they just start being told they just start turning into robots yeah autopilot right you got people that want to get married with guns that are insensitive that are saying these things are god's will and not being sensitive to the fact that hey we can do we can raise the age limits on guns we can take you know we can not have ar-15 16s readily available we can do different things to make life a little more livable and Mm -hmm. children don't have to go to school and be afraid um we can do things so that we can pass law so that children aren't victimized right um, we can put people in office and elect people and raise sand when people are put in positions that they shouldn't be put in when we feel as if our best interest isn't being met as a people. Yep. Right? But instead, what do we do? We're passive Americans. Let me have my guns. Let me drink my beer. Let me marry my minors. I don't live in a project, so who cares? And we just going about our business, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad, bro. It's, it's, things were fun. They were fun when we started this about 30 minutes ago. But the sad reality of this life that we live in, the world that we live in, don't do that, bro. It's about you making a change. It's about you being different. It's about you being that shining light in the darkness and making sure that these things don't continue. I agree. And I need another drink. <laughs> we'll be right back. Who's your caddy? Fourth District. Uh, seem to me like that Duncan always offered a hand to the nine iron. Always the nine iron. What you need a caddy for if he always gonna give you the same club, huh? Hashtag. Who's your caddy? All right, guys. So this next segment, if this is your first time, mm-hmm. is called "Who's Your Caddy?" As the bumper that you heard just said, uh, and and what we do in this segment is we specifically target an individual that we feel like we can help. So if you have somebody that you feel like we can help. Mm-hmm. And you just can't put your finger on what they need to do next to get out of this bad cyclical nature that they're in. If they're going to a lot of Comic Cons. Don't stop. We're not doing that. Season three, we're not doing that. Go to all the Comic Cons. Dress up. Dan's going to be Peter Pan for Halloween. If. Uh, I mean, if listen, a Christmas if tree will put a Christmas a, tree a, in your house. But you have to. Halloween is before Christmas. So you put on a Peter Pan outfit, <laughs> send me the pictures. Then I'll get the Christmas tree in my house. Okay, right? anyway. Uh-huh. So we had someone on Twitter. Yeah. We won't use names because we don't need to put anyone on blast. Yeah. Hit us up about his roommate. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to life caddy this individual. Yes. And help him move on and diagnose how he got potentially got to yes. this place. And because of this, we it leads us into our formal conversation of about, you know, when to quit your job, knowing what career to follow, what path to go in, and what not to do with your life. That's right. right. So this this young man sent me a message in December. I do apologize, you know, about three months late, but I think it's still relevant to what we're talking about now. For sure. A lot of things have happened. He has a roommate who is making career decisions 
that aren't wise, that don't make sense based on who he is yep. as a person, right? Yep. There's a lot of other information in here that I'm like, this is material for another day. <laughs> but if we're sticking to the theme of career choices and degrees and things what you should do and shouldn't do in college, this guy says, um, man, I don't even know if I should Let's start just, with this. Just, just, All right. just let's dive in. He's a physical, this guy's talking about his roommate. He wants us to, 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 to caddy his roommate, right? right. College student. He says he's a physical, physical education major that will take six years to graduate. That all that already gave me pause for cause. Yeah. Cause for pause. I'm like spending a lot of money. Spending a lot of money for to take six years to graduate in a physical education degree. Off the top of your brain, what does a physical education degree lead to? I think the only thing you can do with that is become a teacher. PE, right? PE. Yeah, you're a coach. You're a coach. Potentially. Elementary, high school, junior high. I don't even know if you can do college. You know, you take PE classes in college, right? I took basketball, swimming, yeah. you know, yeah. different things of that nature. But I think you even have to have like a master's probably I would think, to right? like coach in, in college. Right, right. Even if, you, even if you're just teaching swimming. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some level of like... You got to pay the piper to get there. You know what I'm saying? There's a gatekeeper saying, hey, yeah. there's no AA in, in, in physical education here, sir. We need four years, maybe an advanced degree, too. That's going to be another three or, you know what yeah, I'm saying, exactly. two or three. You know what I'm saying? Apparently, this guy, though, is just he's just sticking with the undergrad, but could have gotten the master's. Could have gotten process. the master's, right? So this guy says that his roommate is a physical education major and knows nothing about sports. Let's pause here for a second. I don't understand. Physical education... Right? Maybe he did it for the girls. Do you know a lot of guys that are in the club that are popping bottles like, yo, I'm, a, I'm this PE right now. I'm a physical <laughs> education teacher, and I'm about to get all these chicks. Like, we out here, Duce. We out here with, you know, Patron. He's drinking it to the face. Like, I'm out here just with, like, the Laker girls. I'm out here just, like. Maybe not those ladies, but maybe uh, Comic-Con ladies. I mean, he, I think he mentioned that, so he, dre- that he dresses up. We're not talking about that right now. <laughs> All right. There's no Comic Con involved in this conversation. I mean, just read the just read the letter. That, that John. There's no Comic Con in this conversation. <laughs> he may dress up in a onesie. You know, I'm just he, saying. He may do things that are Comic Con esque. A onesie is not what we're doing at the Comic Con. All right, not what I'm doing anyway. A lion onesie. Maybe it's a Pokemon onesie. If it was a Pokemon onesie, it, the, listen, we're not. You're not going to digress me right now. All right. So the idea here. <laughs> Is this if if you don't know anything about sports, why are you a physical education major? Right? Right. Help me understand. It makes no sense. There's nothing there's nothing logical about the situation. (laughs) You're gonna make no money and you're not gonna be passionate about anything that you do. Okay. We're headed down the wrong road. We get an example. The 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 listener that sends me this text message says he gets confused between the umpire and the catcher. Huh. I've never had that problem since I was like Ever. Four. Never. I'm pretty sure the guys that are dressed in black that are standing on the outside of the game versus the guy that's actually catching the ball that's being thrown to him, even at four-year-old, I think you understood the difference between the two positions. Yeah, one was an adult, one was my age. (laughs) I'm just saying. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how these things work. Getting to the point. You don't know much about sports. You want to be a physical education major. It's taking you six years to do that. This guy even says he also thought OSU versus Michigan football game was in the spring. Anybody that knows anything about at least the sport of football, American football, we're not talking about soccer, knows that there's no football being played in the spring. Spring game. 
spring practice, game, practice, scrimmage. All important, but you're not playing anyone else in that process. Do you even have pads in the spring game? You do. You do. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, like, there'll be like green jersey guys that you can't yeah. hit and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you hit. They play like best Michigan versus, best. versus OSU. Right. That happens in like November. Mm hmm. There's pads involved. There's nobody getting a pass. There's heads being knocked off. It's cold. It's cold. There's a stadium full of people that are cheering you on. Physical education major. Don't much umpire, catcher. Don't know when the spring football game's getting played. But that's not it. The last thing I think it's, it's, it's a piece that says more about the girl than the guy. This guy has a girlfriend. Fun fact. As, as, as the Twitterer says to me. His girlfriend will be graduating this winter with a master's in mechanical engineering, and he will still have 2.5 more years to get his undergrad PE degree. All right. I know we're going to get into how, how you, how, all the things wrong with this. This is classic Comic-Con, bro. They met <laughs> at a Comic-Con. He was dressed up in her favorite Pokemon. That is the only possible explanation for how these two people could meet or, you give me a better example of how they could meet bro he listens to this show and he understands the art of the upgrade that's how he wins he, i mean the, the one thing this guy has going for him is he is upgrading his situation with his girl the upgrade i of a swear lifetime. to god mm-hmm. if this dude messed this up i will find him buffoonery and just beat that yeah. living yeah. hell out of yes him. like he's mechanical engineering She's winning in life right now. Six figures guaranteed, even with the undergraduate degree. It's taken you six years to get this physical education degree. Bro, you need to lock that up. Lock it's it down. the only thing you have positive <laughs> going on in your life. If she loves Comic-Cons, you lean into those Comic-Cons so hard, bro. Can I stop? Can we stop with the Comic-Con? He, this has nothing to do with Comic-Con. It could. It has nothing to do with Comic Con. <laughs> You're not doing this right now. All signs point to no, the Comic Con. All signs point to some guy who's like, yo, I teach, as it says in this thing, I do a summer camp, which I call myself a coach, and really means I watch six year olds play all day. So this is what this is about. This is not Comic Con. This Where is a guy. Who, play and play all day. This is a guy who has decided that I like children and I want to teach children because you know what? My aptitude level is here. If you can see me, it's down here. But I'm going to marry a chick whose aptitude level is here. If you can see my hands, it's above my head. And you know what I'm going to do? She's going to win a Nobel Peace Prize. I'm going to tell these kids they can do it. She's going to love me forever, and we're going to ride her wave. That's an amazing story. Yeah. This guy needs to quit everything he's doing besides her. He needs to get a degree, though. I'm going to need him to finish. I'm going to need him to finish. Again, unless he's getting school loans or he's dragging his thing out and he's got a bunch of debt when he finishes. But if he can ride this out. Bro, this is... This is... No, the the play okay, here. Okay. All right, all right. The play here is he clearly likes being physical to some extent. Like mm-hmm. he may not be like have grown up in the traditional sporting mm-hmm. thing. Maybe he's a hippie and he loves rock climbing. Who knows? Hmm. Most likely not, based off of the demographics of our listeners. Mm-hmm. But it's possible. Mm-hmm. The point is, is he could easily quit, start like a you know, carpentry mm-hmm. like hipster. Like, I make things with my hands and get all the respect Mm -hmm. from his very financially stable future wife, hopefully. Yes. All the respect from his friends and onlookers, 
Because it's like, oh, that's cool. You do make things with your hands. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Returning back to your primal male mm-hmm. self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your Nordic roots. And you can, you know, make your own hour. Start your own business. You don't need a degree to do that. Mm-hmm. That's the play mm-hmm. for this man. Mm-hmm. Find something that doesn't require a degree. Because clearly you're not good at that. I would agree. Six years to get this public. No one's going to hire you because they're going to look at your GPA and say, (laughs) it took you six years to get through 30 PE classes in college. Now, I'm sure there's some like physical, like you have to understand anatomy. I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's things like that. You didn't know how to play royal. It took you six years because you didn't know how to throw a ball because you didn't know the rules of dodgeball. Right. Yeah, dude. And you're, let's just for hypothetical situation. Mm -hmm. You potentially took on debt to become a teacher. Yeah. I have a friend who she chose to go to a very expensive private school mm-hmm. to get her education degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Parents weren't paying for it, mm. but she wanted to go to college. And, mm-hmm. and we were all like, no. What are you going to do? That's, that's, a ter- that's a terrible idea. Very terrible idea. You could go to the community college you can. or the state university, yes. be on scholarship, yes. get your degree, and be a the, great teacher. The best teacher ever. You don't need to go to that high-end private school nope. to learn how to tell a student to read and do their homework. Sit your ass down. <laughs> That's what teachers do. Sit your ass down. You loud in the back. Stop throwing paper. Get the pencil I, out your nose. I couldn't be a teacher nowadays. Sit bro. your ass down. You no, know, I wanted to be a teacher. That was what I thought. Yeah. I thought I was going to graduate college. Mm-hmm. I had my degree in history. Yeah. Thought I was going to travel around the country, rock mm-hmm. climb, mm-hmm. and come home and be a, the cool history teacher that went lived a whole bunch of life. And take your summers off and go rock climb some yeah, more. Yeah, that's what I thought. Sit your ass down. That's what teachers do now. And then I got smart. I decided not to go that way. <laughs> Which would be the advice for this young man? Listen, man, you in six years, you're 2.5 years left. So at this point, because this is December, you probably two years left, right? You got two years left in this degree. I'm an anti-Dana. Like at this point, finish it up. You're almost, you're almost done. You're He's almost not done. almost done. Two he years. is not. No, 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 no. You he already says, knocked out four. You already knocked he out four. Says that. Yeah. He's only two. He's only two thirds the way home, bro. I mean, but listen, if it's four years you've already done, you got two years left, bro. You you're killing it right now. No? You think he's on the home stretch? You think he has his easy classes left? <laughs> you might be right. Statistics. It's, it's got the hard classes left, you're like the right. like major courses you're left. Right. Yeah, some physiology, some physiology. If he's still in school and homegirl's graduating with her mechanical engineering degree, yeah. moving to wherever she's, she's working going, at Boeing right now. She's already at Boeing. You need to wherever she goes, yeah. find a way yeah. to be there with her. <laughs> You're right. So in that case, he might need to quit school because it's it's it's. But you need to do it in a way that doesn't come across as like a stage five clinger. That's like yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't. That's know. a tough place. You're gonna have to do something. You're gonna have to move to like Boeing is in Seattle. Move. To, she goes to Boeing. You move to Seattle, and you open up a recreational marijuana shop. Fantastic. Right. Grow your own strains. Grow your own plants. Figure out some new hybrid that like. I mean, he is a PE major. There's a good chance yeah. he already dabbles. <laughs> dabbles in the dabs. <laughs> he he may participate in the recreational or the medicinal, depending on what state they're in. Okay, so let's let's okay. So uh-huh. final word, yeah, bro. The best thing you have yeah. going for you is you somehow conned 
this lady ah, I'll in, let you have that. I see what you did there. Into trusting you yeah. with her future. <laughs> with a ring on her finger, with children in her belly. Please don't mess that up. Don't blow it. Uh, and and don't take on any debt. Right. If you're paying for school, immediately stop. Yep. Right. Quit. Find something that you can do with your hands or even your mind, potentially, that would allow you to earn a living. Be a tour guide in whatever city you end up in. Learn about it. Read books. Yep. Wherever she goes. Walk around in That's your it. PE shorts. That's it. And enjoy the sweet breeze of yep. debt-free yep. with a wife who you upgraded with. Marry her before she leaves. Before she, she graduates. Will. Yeah. And, or until she meets someone more reasonable than you. She's going to go to Boeing. She's like, yo, there's this guy I met who makes six figures, who actually takes no, care of himself, takes care of himself, has a degree, doesn't have any debt, is balling right now. Doesn't wear any onesies. Doesn't wear onesies in public, lying onesies in public. Knows the difference between a catcher and an umpire, right? Pays his bills on time and is not looking for me to upgrade his life. Right. Yeah. So let's zoom out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Final word on that, man. Yeah. Hopefully that helps. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about quitting mm-hmm. things while you're ahead. Yes. Specifically, we kind of covered a lot of the college degree, but mm-hmm. you know, we did the entrepreneur. Yes. How to become an entrepreneur? Yep. Both of us entrepreneurial backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, started multiple businesses between us. I think that was really good. That was probably one of my favorite episodes we've yeah. ever done. Yeah. But I got a lot of questions about what. Well, hey, I don't want to be an entrepreneur, but I do like. I don't know when it's time for me to quit, and you know millennials get yeah. such a bad rap about uh you know they they hurt hit a certain kind of like roadblock or mm-hmm. things get tough at the job and they're, they're not the guy who like sits it out for 30 yeah. years yeah and three just to kinda, five and they're out of there yeah yeah and they're so they're hopping around a lot but with that being said is like i do think millennials are looking for something and i do think they need to know when they need to stick it out mm-hmm. and when they need to say this isn't working yeah so for you like what are the things for our the, the our guy listeners out there that you know they're at their job and sometimes they think about quitting sometimes they think about sticking out how do they know man it's time to like cut tail and run the number one rule of cutting tail and running is what is or how are you going to live for the next three to six months right Hmm. because we i have a background in the music industry Mm -hmm. a lot of friends who decided they'd be full-time rappers or poets or whatever the case may be the ones that were successful, there was a level of talent, a level of whatever, you know, charisma that you need to kind of be in the entertainment industry. But the main thing was knowing that, hey, this money that I'm making from doing this music has either met or surpassed the money I was making at my nine to five. Yep. So rule, I think rule number one of quitting the job is either, it's twofold. There's one, sometimes you just got to quit and you got to follow your dream, follow your passion. But I think a commonsensical, if you have a family, if you're married, if there's people that are that you're responsible to, is making sure that whatever that your dream that you've done, either on paper you can make money or you're actually making enough money where it's like, hey, I can tap, I can get out of this. Does that yes. make sense? It does. I, so I think that there's two things that you just said that are yeah. important. If you're in the stage of life where you're young, like fresh out of college, mm-hmm. your first job, you're wondering if you should quit your first job or, or kind of keep pushing, mm-hmm. and you don't have kids, and you're not married you have a completely set different set of rules yeah. in my opinion mm-hmm. oh, than, absolutely. The, than the, the married guy who's committed to provide for his wife and potentially children, children yeah. that are at home. Now that doesn't mean that that dude shouldn't quit his job. True. True indeed. But it does mean that he needs to get his ducks in a row before yeah. he does. So versus yeah. I would say that the young guy first job you're like, so here my, here, here's like my like, qualifiers for if you think you should be quitting your job Mm -hmm. as i was kind of thinking through this 
if on a weekly basis you st- look at Tuesday and you start saying when it's Friday getting Come here. Come on, weekend warrior. Let's go. And you live for the weekends, then that is, should be the first red flag to you mm-hmm. that like whatever you're doing is slowly stealing your soul. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying your job has to be the like fun every single day. I'm not saying you don't go through a week of, man, I can't wait for Friday because this week was rough. It was long. I was gone. I had to travel, whatever. I'm ready to chill. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But if you live on a consistent basis where Monday you start counting the days till Friday so that you can just like party, relax, whatever, you probably should consider quitting your job. Yeah. Um, number two, your family has made comments to you or your friends have made comments to you that like you have changed. Mm-hmm. Like I see this a lot with, mm-hmm. with guys who like mentoring, whatever, who they have a dream, they have a passion, they wish they could pursue that passion, but financially, this happens a lot with more in, in the family environment mm-hmm. to me, or that I've seen, where they they have a family, they have a job that provides financially, but d- is is nowhere near the the dream, and so they they sell out for the money because they mm-hmm. want to provide for their families, yeah. honorable, yeah, that's great, yeah, but they slowly die, and so friends and family will make comments like, "Hey, mm-hmm. like, what's going on, man?" Like. It, you seem just down all the time, yeah. like something bothering you, like how, what's going on, yeah. family okay, whatever. Yeah. If people around you who care for you start to say like, what's going on, it probably means that you are lying to yourself that everything is not, like you're yeah. telling yourself everything's okay yeah. and it's not yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, So I and I'm piggybacking off of that, like yeah. some things that, I guess I was being Debbie Downer like up front, like, uh, you know, because I'm at a position where I have a family got two kids and I had to be wise and when and that's you know the scenario yeah, yeah. you were laying out right so you have the guy that's like fresh out of college blah 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 then you have the guy that's like yo you got responsibilities so last thing let me just say yeah, oh thing. I'm sorry third thing third thing I, I, I got took three your pause. I, always, I always do three things I took your I took your pause as like JP jump in no 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 I apologize three things sir. last thing okay last thing if you have made comments of but the money's good mm-hmm. I like Macklemore get some shade on this website we won't i won't espouse his bars yeah but i will say like the one line that has stuck with me yeah that i would never get a tattoo but if i was bold enough i would i'm gonna pop some tags i got 20 dollars in my pocket no okay okay if i did it for the money i would have been a lawyer yeah 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 like whatever you do in this world the main motivation should not be money now it should be a byproduct yeah you should make money at what you love doing otherwise you suck at it absolutely if you are good at something people will pay you to do it yeah yeah yeah. and if you are bad at it they won't yeah that should be an indicator to you if you are actually good at something yes 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 yes. and it's unbiased (laughs) (laughs) it's not your mom it's not your wife yeah oh he's so good at it no No, if no. no one pays you to do it it means you suck at it Saved as AF those t-shirts. Saved yes. AF. All right, got it. bro. Sean Little hit me up. He's like, I gotta order one of these t-shirts. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, a couple of episodes ago we talked about an entrepreneur, a guy that wanted started a business where he had t-shirts, and they weren't the business. But <laughs> we, we caddied him. We caddied him really we caddied well. Him. We caddied him. Yes. He hopefully is moving on to shinier pastures. <laughs> anyway. If you make comments about doing things because of the money, yeah. and that is the main motivating factor, it means, again, that 
it's probably time. If all those things are yeah. true, living for the weekends, people making comments about you changing, just not really your normal self, and you know you're making comments like, "Well, the money's really yeah. good, so yep. like it'll keep me around." Yeah, you're you're dying slowly inside, yeah. and it's probably start to think through like, what is what is it that I'm wired that yeah. I'm made to do that's yeah. gonna like allow me to come to life. Bro, so I got a, a a guy that I'm seeing now, um, and we're talking through like transitioning and figuring out whether he needs to leave his job. Makes a bunch of money, has a high power position, name is in the media all the time, stuff like that, right? Like this guy is a you know a legit dude. He hates, he doesn't enjoy his job, doesn't enjoy his boss, but the the money's good. So one thing when I did my one, you know, I was I did law school. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if we were talking about uh, that. I yeah, did law yeah. school, right? So. One of the things we had this presentation for this guy, he was like, yo, you're getting ready to go to law school. You're about to make a bunch of money. Don't get these golden handcuffs. Golden handcuffs are boats, cars, houses, stuff that like you think you can afford because you're making a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. But if you hate your job, if you don't want to be a lawyer anymore, if you don't want to do this, now you're going to be stuck because you've got these golden handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Golden because it's gold, but handcuffs because you're bound to these things, right? Paying the mm-hmm. mortgage, paying off the stuff. So I'm when I'm when I'm talking to, you know, talking with this guy and talking through things, I'm like, "Man, what you have to understand is like, yes, you being in the position that you're in and having the job that you have is going to afford you a lot of fancy things. Fine linens, good cars, you know, big houses and all these yep. different things. But if you go into work every day hating your boss and hating your life, it's not worth your soul. Yep. Right? And so oftentimes what I try to tell people and have them, you know, what I was told to me is like, you got to be mindful of the golden handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Bro, when I was a doggone quote-unquote counselor working at a residential treatment facility, meaning like a fancy place where kids live that have mental issues that don't need to be in public, First thing I did when I got that job is I bought a new car. And I was like, bro, like, I got a new job. I got an extra $300 a month for mm-hmm. this for this uh, car note. I'm about to get this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Not realizing, like, yo, number one, you didn't even check the APR. You got played because you got this 14% APR on this Oof. new car. When you had a 666, which at the time for a 20-something-year-old guy, which is pretty good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't even think to ask, like, hey, well, what's this APR? What's going on with the situation? Long story short is that. I believed and I got my own set of golden handcuffs that because I had this new job, I needed to go ahead and get this new car, Mm. right? And so when people are thinking through this idea of like, yo, like, I have this job, I don't like it, I hate it, I hate my boss, but the money's good. Like you're saying, bro, like, you got to think, like, that's not the end-all, be-all of things. But if you go into these situations, putting yourself in these binds, you're set up for failure. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense? And so I think that... I'm going to read this list that I've kind of put together of like ways that you know it's time to quit or you need to do something different. But the fir- like one of the first steps is like you have to be mindful of, yo, let me get this money. Let me do what I do. But if over time I feel like this isn't the thing I need to do, let me not be so entrapped by the things I bought or yep. acquired that I can't get out of the yep, situation. I totally agree. And people do that all the time. I totally agree. Yeah. And I think people, and I, I can't, I'm really excited about hearing your list, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. think people convince themselves that they need things. even even people with families like but some of like the happiest people i know like they limit themselves severely and just enjoy like the simplicity of things uh and they're the most happy people in the world and you can take it to the extreme and go to central africa where they have nothing and they are literally the happiest people because they're not weighed down by the stuff we convince ourselves that we we need and you know compare ourselves to our neighbors and so I think 
I think the greatest thing we can, the greatest freedom that we can find in all of this stuff is like, there are, there are ways where you can scale back your consumption so yeah. that you can pursue your dreams yeah, and yeah. you don't have to say like, well, my kid needs the new yeah. tennis shoes yeah. all the time. So like, Bruh. I gotta, I gotta keep this job. Like, no, nah, your kid needs a dad that doesn't <laughs> hate his life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's mean when he comes home because yeah. he hates his job. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Exactly. Like my daughter's two and a half and I'm like, yo, I know the things she want. Like, here's this new dress from Walmart. I'm going to Walmart. My daughter, like, she's super girly. Like, I don't yeah. have to worry about the tomboy situation with yeah. her. She wants to wear dresses right now anyway. And I'm yeah. like, yo, I can go to Walmart and get a $5 dress. The job that I have allows me to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And so she's happy. I'm happy. Oh, daddy, I love you. Thank you for this dress. And it's all good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like people don't, they want to live beyond. They want to have all these things. They want to do this stuff. And then they get bound and now they're stuck. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They can't get out of the situation. All right. So what's, what's right. on this list? How do I know I need to quit my job? You dread going to work. Is that simple enough? Yeah. I don't want to go. I'm actually going to get up late. I'm going to get there when I get there. And there's nothing about what I'm going to do today that excites me. Mm. Huh? Yep. Yep. I think, I you know, I was on a, when I was on that ski trip out yeah. in Montana, I was hanging out with some friends and we were just getting to talk through what we do and mm-hmm. going to work every day kind of things. And, and they were like, oh, like you actually believe in what you're doing. <laughs> Imagine that. And I was like, what, what do you, what, Huh? And it was just like, yeah, like, I mean, I go to work, but like, I don't like, I don't believe in anything we do there. Mm -hmm. I was just like, dang. But then there was this other dude there that just blew me away. Mm. This dude is a like engineer working like, I think he was a, wasn't a chemical engineer. Mm -hmm. He was a mechanical engineer, Uh Mm -hmm. crazy job. And that dude quit his job mm. and works for REI now leading trips mm. because he was like, Come on. I wanted to be outside every single day. Yeah. I was in a cubicle like Killing every every single day yeah. making money because my parents told me I should have. Mm-hmm. And I just woke up one day and I was like, I can't do the same way. F it, man. Can't do like, it. I just want to be outside. Yeah. That's where I'm happy. And I had to change my lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I, there was a lot of things I couldn't afford the same way I could afford them before. Yeah. But he was like, but I'm happy. Yeah. That's what it's about, bro. Bro. He's winning right now. Oh, he is winning, dude. He's the, he's, he's the man like, of the year. I was like, you're my hero, bro. Yeah, yeah. I like, love you. Yeah. Tell you me what to do. Bravest dude I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next thing, you're procrastinating more than you're actually working. Hmm. Yep. You're just there like, yo, uh, I don't really want to do this. Let me figure out what I'm about to do right Let now. Let me check Facebook for the <laughs> 17th time today. For three hours. You know what I'm saying? When you find yourself at a place where he's just like, you know what? Me being on Twitter is more important than me actually doing my job and Mm -hmm. actually doing work. And I might get fired for this, but you know what? It's worth it. Yeah. It's time to go. Yeah. Let's not get fired. Let's get your, let's get your severance. Let's get your pension. Let's let's do what we got to do to leave on good grounds. But that people don't get like, yo, like when you find yourself checked out more than you checked in, that's not a good, that's not a good place to be. That's a, that's a sign that it's time to do something different. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Um, Bruh, like your health, whether it's physical or mental, is being infringed upon when you're at this job. Bro, this is the a huge... I'm so glad you brought this yeah, up. Yeah. So I'll just put my cards on the table. Yeah. Uh, the first one of the, the... The first company that I helped start was a production company. Mm-hmm. And as things were coming to a close at the end, I was the, lo- the biggest I would ever have been in my entire life. Mm. Just... 
so unhealthy. Like, I remember getting on the scale being like, I never thought I would see that. He's going way. to that biscuit spot every day. I, I, the yeah. biscuit barn, dude. <laughs> I was hitting that biscuit barn because it was yeah. like that self-medicating of like, yeah. oh, this is what, I, this is like at least the one thing yeah. that I'll treat myself to mm-hmm. because I got to suck it up yeah. Yeah. And, and get up here every single day. Mm. And bro, I was so unhappy, mm. but like, I didn't even know it, but my body just like, I just was in a terrible place. But so I'm gl- so glad you said it. Cause I look yeah. back now, it's just like. I should have looked at myself in the mirror and yeah. just known, like, my physical appearance was telling me, like, you aren't in a good place. Someone did tell me once that round is a is a, is a shape, so maybe you were in shape. You just were in a... Nah, <laughs> About three months after I left, I had dropped 15 pounds. Ooh, that's serious, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people don't get it, man. It's just like, again, if it's golden handcuffs or something that's going on in your life, bro, like this job is not worth your physical or mental health. Mm-hmm. Like the, the 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 phrase going postal is, is probably pre-millennials, but like people, the phrase going postal started because postal workers were going in and shooting up their offices. Mm-hmm. Whatever was going on in the United States Postal Service, you you know, yeah, you're right. United yeah. States Postal Service, people were going to their jobs and shooting up people. Like it was stress, bro. It was bad. And it's, like, what do you do as a post person? That makes you so crazy that you're like, I'm going to kill everybody in this place. You wear shorts. That's awesome. Bruh, the short shorts. So you're not even hot, bro. Your, your sack is breathing. Everything is good. You got the door. You're driving on the wrong side of the car. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't even got to get out your situation. Right. You don't have to get out the car. You just pull over to the right. Apparently, though, there's... Bruh. Stress. Secret stress. <laughs> it was stress involved in the situation. So if that's not short, short job, you don't even got to get out of your car, and that's stressing you out. You're not in the right place, bro. When I when I left that first company, I remember my wife was like, "Oh, like I got my husband back," and I was just like, hmm. "What? Well, damn? Did you try like try to tell me this before? <laughs> Did I miss like, something? What happened?" And she was like, "You know, you just it seemed like like you were in an abusive relationship, mm. and there was nothing I could tell you to yeah. like get you to see it." But I love him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I but he still has my CDs, so yeah. I need to like <laughs> stay with him. Cause my, he has my CDs. He has my CDs. Bro. Nah, let them CDs go, yeah. bro. It's a wrap, bro. You're All right, you've been about your job too much. You just go on and on and on about the whackness that is your mm-hmm. job. Sign that it's time to go. Yep. You got better things to do than been about your job. You're overqualified. It's good. Like, when you're there and you're like, yo, like, I could do this with my eyes closed. A monkey could do this. Some guy that's fresh out of college or girl that's fresh out of college. Some child can do what I'm doing. It's time to do something different. You're not challenging yourself. Um, you're not willing to take risk. You're not doing what you need to do to do, be past that point. And you're just, you're just, I don't know, complacent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not a healthy place to be in. Um, there's no room to do better. You've hit a glass ceiling. If there's no room for advancement and you realize like, yo, I can't, like for the next 30 years, I'll be doing the same menial stuff. This task that 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 requires me to have no knowledge, no information that I can do in my sleep, that's a problem. But people will settle because it's easy to do. And I think with this one, it's one of those things where it's a people try to make it a judgment call, but like you're not really manning life when you're just in a place where you can be complacent. You know what I'm saying? When, I totally agree. Yeah. And it, and to me, like I've heard the rationale, especially in this case of like yeah. having the easy job that I can like clock in, clock out, yeah. and it's like I especially hear it from like people that I'm friends with in Colorado where like they kind of like work or they work to live. Mm -hmm. They kind of just like, Hey, I just need this paycheck so I can go 
you know, Live, do these yeah, things, do, yeah. be outside, whatever. Yeah. And I hear that, and I think that there's like, you know, some good truth in in that. But I honestly believe like we spend so much of our life working mm-hmm. that even in that, where like you're still kind of living for the weekends, for those like road trips, rock climbing trips, snowboarding trips, whatever it is. In that case, yet you spend so much time at work that you don't actually believe in what you're doing. You're wasting so much Come of on. your life that like you are made to do something as a way of employment, as a way of providing for yourself and your family. Yeah. And you're wired in a way that there is something you can do that one, you can make money at it, and two, you can love what you do. Yeah. There is something for yeah. everybody. For everybody, bro. And, and you don't need you don't need to find the hobby that like you dive so headlong into yeah. because that's your passion. Yeah. Most likely, whatever that hobby is, you could probably turn into a job. You may not make what you're making now doing it, but like, give yourself a shot. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like, I think that people get to some place in life where it's just like a check is good enough. Like, I have a friend. He's like, "Hey, man, like, I don't mind going to work breaking these rocks every day because I don't want to be a manager. I don't want to lead. I don't want to be in charge of people." And I'm like, "Man, you're selling yourself short because mm-hmm. like." Yeah, you can take care of your family. Yeah, you can provide. But at the end of the day, like, there's more to life than this. Right. You know what I'm saying? And some people are okay with that. Like, some people are, like, good with just getting by. Like, I have a client who's just like, yo, my life is good. I get a a stipend every month. You know what I'm saying? I got some money coming in. I don't want to work. I'm just living. And I don't have aspirations. And I'm like, you know, for some people, I'm like, that's cool. But for some people, it's just like that's lazy and you don't want to push yourself. You don't want to challenge yourself and you don't want to step up to a bar to a level that requires you to do more than just breathing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, I I hear people when they say like, you know, no one on their deathbed wishes they had worked more Mm -hmm. at the end of their life. Like, but if you can find something that doesn't qualify as work, then I do think you would look back on your life and you know, you were driving toward things, you were building things that yeah. you believed in. And like that to me mm-hmm. is like a, the, the quote unquote life you yeah. want to live. Yeah, for sure. So I don't disagree. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the next one. Um, the, the environment that you find yourself working in is toxic. Hmm. Boss complains, your coworkers complain, you complain. There's no hope. There's no life. There's no love. It's just a draining environment. It's time to go, bro. Dude, you're coming with the gold right now, dude. I'm, try- I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. You become the people you surround yourself Sheesh, by. Sheesh. Come on, man. And, dude, again, personal experience, being in a toxic environment, I, saw, I found myself becoming toxic. Mm-hmm. I found myself spending money on things that I didn't actually think were important, but mm-hmm. everyone around me was spending money on, on these things. Let me borrow that like, jeep. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was me personally. Hey, that was a good. That was, it was a good investment. Yes, yeah, sir. But- at the end of the day, like, you become the five people you surround yourself by. Come on, man. And if you surround yourself by a bunch of assholes who treat their wives like shit, mm-hmm. who don't love their children all mm-hmm. that much and mm-hmm. spend money on crazy stuff that Frivolous. they don't need to spend money on, yeah. you probably are going to start to do those things. Yeah. And you become that person. And you, Yeah, bro. Bro, like, what are you doing? And people undervalue, or I don't even value, they underestimate the... 
the level of like when something is toxic when you're in the midst of like a California you grew up with the tar pits right so you have mm-hmm. like like quicksand like you get into the midst of this stuff and it just sucks you in or you just there and you just stuck like quicksand and you don't think that because everybody else is stuck in this quicksand you're like oh well, this is what we're doing but you don't realize that like the negativity that it's happening the detriment that it's creating for your life and, the, and you don't realize like how this is putting you or taking you to a place of like nastiness mm-hmm. of like nothingness of emptiness or whatever but you're just like yo this is what we're doing this is the culture yo and that's not that's not the win that's not yep. a win at all nope yeah man okay so i think another thing if you're thinking through the toxicity of the job is that the culture the environment is not a good fit for you i have a client who's like yo i got this job it's cool it's a startup everybody's good but we party a lot snorting cocaine we're drinking we're doing all these different things and i'm like like yo like yo is this is this your life right now like you're like this the wolf of wall street like this is what you want to do with yourself you know what i'm saying but like because of what everybody else is doing is piggybacking off of your Mm -hmm. previous ideas like yo like if what you're doing is is like a culture that is not beneficial to your life like i don't know when you decided you're like yo at this next office party i'm gonna do some blow you know what i'm saying like yo that like normalizing (laughs) things that are not normal right you know what i'm saying like that's not a good look right you know what i mean and i think like like for some reason we get to this place where it's like yo these are my contemporaries and this is the move and i enjoy what i'm doing you know they pay for trips they pay for this they pay for that i'm getting free snort like you know what i'm saying like yo at some point in time it's like yo like this culture is not a good fit for me Mm. and this is not what i need to be doing but because this is what's happening we get sucked up into some system of like yo this is normality when we know it's not and it's mm-hmm. not what we need to do. And it just, you know, it just happens too often. Even like for me, being a therapist, working at certain hospitals, right? I'm at a place. This is supposed to be a hospital where we're dealing with autism, per se, mm-hmm. se, right? But every, like, I have, I, I work on a unit where there's 16 kids with autism. There's not one autistic person that I know that wants to be on a unit and live with other 15 other people with autism. Like, what the hell? What are we doing right now? But I'm there. I'm going to do this therapy. I'm going to be blah, 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 da, 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 knowing that I am, I'm not doing anything or I'm not part of a culture that's beneficial for the people that I'm trying to serve. Hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just there because it's a check. It's steady. It's what I need to do. I don't have to work very hard and I can get on and get out about my business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, bro, like, that's not, that's not the win, bro. That's right. not okay. Totally agree. You know what I'm saying? All right. Um, let's see. I got a couple more. Um, you can't you know it's a time it's time to go when you're at a place where you can't where you don't have a voice where you can't speak up mm-hmm. where you can't say hey um i'm not comfortable with what's going on this isn't cool let's change the culture let's figure out how we can do things better like you don't you lose the ability to stand for what's right or what's good or you know what i'm saying for sure you should yeah. have influence yeah yeah and yeah Believe in yourself. Yeah. Like you kind of said, don't sell yourself short. Yeah. If the if the environment is oppressive and you're like, yo, like I'm losing a sense of who I am, mm-hmm. it's time to get out of there. Yep. That ain't the place where you need to be. Um, your career, your job, it doesn't connect with you. You lost passion. You don't feel like you're one with this. And this isn't something that speaks to your soul. It yeah. doesn't like give you the boost that you need to mm-hmm. keep going every day. Um you find yourself the next one is you find yourself like trying to like you mentioned before say what's right with the place when you know it's all bad mm-hmm. you're trying to find you're trying to find a way to justify what you're doing you're trying to find a way to justify what's going on yeah man i work at sea world 
I'm a, you know, I work with these killer whales, you know what I'm saying? I'm a person that trains them or whatever. I know that they don't want to be here. They're sad every day. Their fins are kind of rolled over, which is a sign that they're not kind of happy being here. But you know what? You know, it's a living. That's. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's just, you know, it's just not okay, bro. No. And and again, like, man, too, like, know what you're building, too. Like, yeah. Like, like kind of what you said, building yeah. off of like, is it a part of you? Yeah. Like even people I know that love their jobs currently that I've walked through this, their season of life where they're like, love their job, love their job, love their job. Then yeah. all of a sudden their job says, we don't love you. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. And it's like, they kind of were like, I put everything, all of myself into these executives and this company and this, you know, financial dream and Mm -hmm. aspirations. And they just got rid of me. Like it was nothing. Yeah. And you have to realize like, if you don't own your own business Mm -hmm. and you're working for someone else that they can fire you at any time, anytime for most likely almost any reason, especially in Georgia where it's a work for hire. Is that the term? Yeah. Yeah, Like the term like, yo, yeah, we don't like your face today. Yeah. And so no, like, be prepared that like whatever you're building like is worth even if they do come in and say hey it's been nice thank you yeah. you're like i'm proud of like the time i spent yeah versus selling out to the financial goal or whatever they've promised you mm-hmm. and like i'm only working towards this finance again kind of getting back to that original thing of like money cannot be the only motivating factor and yeah. if it is at least for me it that couldn't motivate me enough yeah and like I remember getting a raise at a company where I was like, okay, I'm getting ready to quit. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, hey, here's a big raise. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll hang around. Mm-hmm. That helped for like two weeks Yeah. before I was like, I still hate this place. Yeah. I still yeah. hate what I'm doing here. Yeah. I don't believe in what I'm doing here. I'm wasting my life. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, my wife was like, all right, let's put together a plan. Yeah. Of how we how you can kind of transition, bro. And which that that and that may be the ending note. Like our life caddy situation, when you marry the upgrade, right, and you have someone in your corner that knows and understands you and understands what you're trying to do and is also being able to participate in the household economy, yeah, yeah, no shade to the housewives, no shade to the people that, you know what I'm saying, want to raise kids and be there every day mm-hmm. and, and homeschool and all of that situation. But what I'm coming to realize and what I'll teach my son, my daughter, whatever the case may be, when you have a spouse that's like, yo, hey. Let's set up things in such a way. This is what I'm doing with my life. So one of us at this particular time can pursue something that's greater than what we've been doing and mm-hmm. we're okay. That's the type of person you want. That's the spouse that you want to have. That's the yep. person that you want to have in your life. Because especially with dudes, and we're just talking to the dudes right now. Like if you are the type of person like, yo, I spent my time doing this, but my passion is here. My drive is here. My, my will and my determination is here. You gotta get your wife that's like either can hold down the finances to some point in mm-hmm. time where you prove where you where you go and do that, or it's gonna support you enough to be like, yo, what do we have to do? What do we have to do so that you can go and do that thing and I have your back? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because you get stuck with these golden hands of cuffs, you get stuck in these jobs that are like dead end that you don't like, that you don't want to be a part of, but you have to be there because the person that you're with is unable to be able to participate in the economy. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? I feel like that was like a, a left turn that I took, but it's just one no. of those things where it's like, bro, like you ha- like get you a partner that's equal enough in a situation. Even if, you know, again, if she do get somebody that's the housewife, you want to get the, su- the support of housewives like, yo, like, hey, 
I see what you're trying to do and I got your back. That's not going to demean you. That's not going to make you feel worse. That's not going to like belittle what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But you got to have the person that's going to have your back and say like, hey, I see you out here. You look like you're killing yourself. Look like you hate your life. How can we participate and do something different that's going to allow you to be who you need to be? Yeah. And I think too, like, okay, so we've convinced you. You're like, hey, I fall into the category of I must quit my job. Yeah. Yeah. Like get your significant other on board help them understand that like what your dream is, what you want to accomplish. Mm. Hey, okay, cool. This didn't work, but this is where I want to be two, five years out from now. Here's how I think we can get there. Pitch the vision, pitch the dream. And then like kind of, again, I think like prove the concept before you completely just pull the ripcord and say, okay, I'm going to like burn the boat and figure, I think eventually you do need to like Mm -hmm. burn the boat. Like, don't give yourself, like, the way back plan B, into... Plan C, plan yeah, B. whatever. Yeah. I think that's it. But say, like, I'm going to use something that would be so out of left field for mm-hmm. me. You're the dude. You're the, like, stock market broker that's just, like, you know, the crunching numbers. I hate this. I hate coming to work every day. I, every, every, I cannot wait to get home and play Madden. I'm, like, mm-hmm. nationally ranked, whatever. Yeah. I feel like... Start to like go to tournaments. Yeah. Start to like be like, oh, I feel like I could, I could, my chops are good enough that I could be one of the best mm-hmm. at this. Mm-hmm. And start to prove to yourself like that you are one of the best in that, in your local area mm-hmm. that you can kind of hang and just do, prove your concept, prove out that you are one of the best. Because let's be honest, like whatever you do, whatever you're moving into, you need to prove to yourself that you are better than almost anybody else right. at it absolutely so that yeah. you can get paid yeah. for whatever it is whether it be as crazy to me as it is pro gaming all the way Come to on. um you know like being an artist being yeah. like whatever that next career is whatever yeah. it is for you like but but prove prove out that like oh like th- this is the next step and it's going to work mm-hmm. even just small like proof of concept yeah yeah and you know i think what we're trying to convey here is like you're not trapped unless you trap yourself that's true we've talked about in the beginning of concepts and ideas and thinking through what you want to do make sure that you don't tie yourself to golden con uh to golden uh handcuffs that you don't suck yourself into a position where you got to be in this place because you've got all this debt or you've got all these you know these things that you have to take care of and if you find yourself in that position or whatever the position may be having someone that has your back if you're single and you can do you do you Venture out, figure out how to make it work, couch surf, do whatever you got to do to make this thing happen. But if you have responsibilities like a wife and a family, count the cost, make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Hopefully your spouse is on board with what you're doing and make sure that your endeavors are proven Mm -hmm. to an extent where you have a good plan of how this can work. If something happens and it doesn't work out the way, hey, that's fine. But at least you had a system in place or some ideas or something on paper that's saying this is what it can look like. Yep. And make sure that you have, like we talked about before, a team a squad, people that can have your back, people that can put you in the right direction, have a mentor, have people that are going to hold you accountable to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and live your dream. Yep. I think the basis of this conversation is like, don't be stuck. Yep. You don't have, like, again, we all, I think we all were that, that person in college or maybe we never went to college, but like we were told like, oh, you were, you're good at this. You mm-hmm. should do this. Yeah. And some of us listened, some of us didn't, mm-hmm. but for those people that did listen, that went down a path at the, and they woke up, you know, two years, 10 years, 20 years in, like, I never loved this. Like, mm-hmm. I was just told to love mm-hmm. this. 
I think those are the people we're specifically talking to. Like, it's never too late to be like, what, what do I love? Yeah. Yeah. What are the, what is the thing I want to do with the time that I do have? And like, it's never too late. Like you, you hear the stories all the time of people that, you know, the 40 year old going back to law school or, you know, chasing their dream. They always wanted to do it. And they were, you know, they finally got the confidence and the Mm -hmm. maturity to be like, this is my dream. I want to go pursue it. So that's all we're saying is like, be free to pursue your dream. If, if, and be honest with yourself, if the job's not doing it for you, if it's not, it's not worth dying for. It's not at all. Because at the end of the day, when you die and croak out from that job you hate and you stress out about, they're going to replace you with somebody else or a robot. They will not wait a day. Not a day. You're done. Thanks. Get them out of here. There's no mourning for them. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. why be in that position where you're easy to replace or somebody else is going to come in and do what you do and you hate it? You know what I mean? Enjoy your time, man. Life is short. Life is precious. And guys, man, if you're listening, enjoy it, man. Like, don't be stuck in some dead end. Like, we're not our parents. We're not our grandparents, man. That 50-year-old, 50-year-old, 50-year stint where you're on the assembly line putting re- you know mirrors on a car and that's all you do for 50 years of your life but that's not it and it's a hard gen- we are in a people are going to be like oh this is a super millennial thing to say yeah. but like we are in a hard generation because our parents were the parents yeah. that did work for 30 years yeah. and did like their parents you know came home from war so that's what they did yeah. and so that's all they saw and then so they did their jobs for 30 years they climbed the ladder they did those things but all the rules have changed the economy has changed yeah. like like the new economy is influence and how do you create influence mm-hmm. and, and be known as an expert and monetize that expertise. Yeah. Like I literally had a conversation today with someone uh, at Facebook where they were talking about how every single Instagram profile is a business and they just don't know it yet. That's it, bro. I'm done. Ain't no free advertisement. Ain't no free nothing, bro. Let's get it, this money. That's right. Yeah. And so I think, pe- I think as people realize that and realize, Oh, like this is, you know, one of our friends from college, like she got into fitness, started writing for fitness, mm-hmm. like blogs and stuff like that. And now she's just crushing it. Yeah. Because yeah. like she just pursued, hey, I'm, I would do this for free. So I'm going to do yeah. it anyway. Yeah, and your job doesn't love you. <laughs> if, if you've heard nothing else of what we're saying is like, yo, you are replaceable. Whether it's a robot or another human being or somebody that's been in the field two years less than you and will take a pay cut because they just need a job, you are replaceable. Absolutely. So if you find yourself in a position where, hey, why do I continue to do what I'm doing knowing that I hate this, knowing that I'm replaceable, knowing that this isn't working to my advantage, why be there? Be smart. Take care of your family. Take care of your responsibilities. Don't just, you know, jump off a bridge without making sure that there's water in that lake. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But be wise in what you do. But at the end of the day, there's no room for being miserable. Life is too short and you can make things happen, man. You just got to be wise in how you go about it. Yep. All right, y'all. If you have questions for us, please hit us up on Twitter. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at at Dan Dunk. Yeah, that's right. I'm C. John Roar, S-E-E-J-U-N-R-O-A-R. I'm looking at you like, yeah, you're right. Bro, I'm just throwing it to you. Yeah, I realized that. But I was looking at you like, maybe he doesn't know his own handle. Maybe he's confused. No, yeah. yeah. So the <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, also, use the hashtag yeah. uh, DDTBRO. Yeah. That's don't do that, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, abbreviated, fortdistrict.com, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Uh, you can kind of find us at all those different places. But we're here every week. Um, yeah, please rate, review us, yeah. uh, share us with your friends hopefully we're funny hopefully we got some good stuff for you uh and we will catch you next week yes last thing real quick 
if you're trying to get these miles, if you're trying to get these points, one thing, couple, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah couple, card. yeah, real quick, couple things to consider. What airline do you want to fly on? Most major airlines now have their own cards where you earn points, you earn miles for spending a certain dollar amount within a certain amount of time. Cancel them within that year. Get your points. Fly. Do whatever you do. Be mindful of your credit, right? Because um, there's usually uh, yearly fees that associate it. When you're thinking through what cards you want, decide if you're using this card for everyday purchases or you really just get the miles. I have a card where I get double points on gas, double points on restaurants, double points on grocery stores. That's the everyday stuff I do. I don't do anything outside of that. That's the card I'm using. That's the points that I'm earning. Um, make sure that you don't go into debt, that you can't afford it. If they say you got to spend $5,000 in the next three months and you don't have $5,000 worth of bills, don't do it. Um, make sure that it's actually something that you want to do. Like we get people excited about traveling and all that other stuff, but if you don't really want to travel, get you a card that has cash back at the end of the year or at the end of the quarter, you can get one point, you know, 1% back, 5% back, whatever that looks like. There's a lot of options. So basically what I'm saying is tweet us, text us, DM us, whatever the case may be. Let us know what you're trying to do. Let us know what your goals are for your travel or for mm-hmm. your points, and we can give you some more guidance. Yep. Just quick information real yeah, quick. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We got that those Sky Miles on on lock, lock bro. On lock. Just went to Vancouver with a buddy pass, bro. Got to. Yeah, man. All right. All right, man. I'm John Parker. That's Dan Duncan. This is Don't Do That, bro. I'll let y'all. Peace.